following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me today, as always, my host, Matt. Your host? He, my co-host, host, <laughs> w- w- co-pilot. The coast? The coast. The hostess with the mostest. Oh. <laughs> Matt Keo. Matt, how are we doing today? Good. I'm it's the hostess with the mostest. The hostess with the mostest. I'm here for show. I'm I'm the I'm the beauty of the operation. I'm just the looks. <laughs> the no no I'm, visuals. What's that called? The eye candy. I'm the eye candy. We should really record some of these. <laughs> like visually. Like visual record. recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we don't want to scare viewers away. We want to encourage viewers. I figure people seeing me talk, they're like, ooh. <laughs> you have a good voice for radio. I, I have a voice That's for just radio. a nice way of saying you're not a good, good one to look at. But all right, championship uh Sunday. Last week, um, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, some surprises there. Oh, I, Joe Cool. I, I only watched. Yeah, I only watched that one game. I only watched the um, Bengals Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I had a track meet. I didn't. Li- I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't much interested. Too painful. Too soon. Um, but it felt good to watch them lose. It did feel good. Now I was torn. Part of me wanted Kansas City to win. Just so you could say, hey, it, it it almost drives that, you know, if we did that 13 seconds better, we're the Super Bowl champions. But the fact that they lost, I'm not crying about that either. No, and, I, and you know, the Bengals helped us get to the playoffs a couple of years ago. I've never had any problem with the Bengals, and I feel like they're kind of like a brother team to us. So if we couldn't beat Kansas City, at least the Bengals beat them. Like, Absolutely. So good for them. Like, go, go for it, Joe Burrow. They uh, and I love the fact, and if if I'm pretty sure he's going to get a whole bunch of cigar endorsements, just the fact that <laughs> oh, yeah. him him smoking the cigar. Did you see the the video where they have him smoking the cigar with his LSU stuff, and then it morphs into him smoking the gar- cigar with in the Cincinnati oh, locker yeah. room? It's oh, yeah. he's just he's Joe Cool. He's he's got the like he's got like the hair and stuff for smoking cigars like he's got like the little cowlick that goes down he um uh I think it was, my favorite part was at the end he was like running around congratulating all of his teammates and like this poor little like reporter lady is trying to get his attention to like do like the post game interview and he just kept on running around <laughs> I I mean it's the guy it's it's almost like I, it's it's just awesome. It really is awesome to watch. When was the last time the Bengals were in the playoff, like in the Super Bowl? Was the were they it, ever? Oh yeah, they played the Forty ers It was, I believe, the Super Bowl before the Bills started their run. So, so they, that would have been like uh, the eighty nine ninety season, I believe. So they played Montana and lost. Obviously, yes. okay, they lost, and I'm pretty sure it was the next year Buffalo started their four their four Super Bowl runs. So I think it was the eighty nine ninety season. That's the thing too. I was I was talking about this, and people 
after the Bills lost, posted on like Instagram, social media that like, oh, we're following the trend. Like we made it to the AFC Championship game and we lost. Then we went to the divisional round and we lost. And then that the next year we started the legendary four game, super like four four year Super Bowl run. And you know, part of me is like, I really. That's that's great that we're following the trend, but also like, are we going to follow the trend to the T and lose four more straight Super Bowls in a row? Because I know that <laughs> that uh, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, why are you? Why are you? Really? Do you really want to repeat history? The end of that history? Yeah. I mean, that's great if we go to four Super Bowls. I don't think I can take another four, four straight Super Bowl losses. In fact, would that give us like? Has any team gone to? Eight would it would any of team have gone to eight Super Bowls and lost not all come away with one victory? Uh, like that would have to be. Gee, I, you know, let, let's change the subject because I don't even want to put any kind of juju on that. Um, fair. That's just that is. I I I, I couldn't take. Listen, it. listen. Let's speak on another term. It, the, the New York Giants have now gotten the curse of Brian Dable in the Dable Denzo, dead zone for his offense, um, which you know. Have at it. It's going to be interesting, and I get it. That's any coach's dream, whether whatever profession, whether it's soccer, football, basketball, baseball. You want to be ultimately the head guy. You don't. I mean, it, it's it's great being a coordinator. It's great being an assistant. It's great being on the bench. But if you're in the coaching world, you want to be the highest, the head coach at the highest professional level possible. That's that's your dream, like an athlete. But. Do you think do you think sometimes coordinators like that they're better off just staying coordinators? Like I mean, you've got if he stayed the next five, ten years in Buffalo, if he won three, four Super Bowls with the Bills as their offensive coordinator, you know, he's already gotten so much publicity, so much hype for what he's done with Josh Allen, how much he's helped, how much he's whatever. Or are you going to, you know, take that chance and especially in New York, no offense, Giants fans, but a big potential to flame out and two, three years from now, you know, be back as an OC or a, or a defensive coordinator. And who knows, probably not with the Bills. Right. I mean, it's like the question of would you want to leave such or would you feel comfortable leaving such a such a you know, team that already, you know, you've, you've, you've put in the time and the work and you built something up and you're right at the cusp of it now. And you're like, yeah, I'm an assistant. I'm not getting recognition or the pay, but also like there's promise here rather than going to a really, really, really bad team, really bad team with nothing, nothing set up at all. And being like, I'm the head guy, but also like I went from great to crap. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. And also, the thing I, I was also questioning is like, will people see Brian Dable as like crap without a quarterback like Josh Allen? Was Josh Allen the only reason why like he, everybody would put eyes on him? Very true. And I mean, it's like I said, I, they're not an AFC team, so I, whatever. If they have yeah. a great season, I, I don't care. That's fantastic. You know, if we have a rematch uh, eventually of Buffalo and the Giants in the Super Bowl and Dable's the head coach, more power to him. I'd be surprised. But... I'd be very, very surprised. <laughs> but um, let's put it this way. The chances 
are seem to be more likely that it's going to blow up in his face than it's going to turn around. If it does turn around, it's going to take an awful long time. And it seems like, in, especially in the NFL, usually if you're not turning a franchise around in about two or three years, you're you're not going to be there. Yeah. Um, and their, their coach, Judge, just – was he one and done or was this his second year? I think he might have been one and done. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. You know, there's hope, though, because our assistant GM is there, too. Um, Very true. So, I mean, it's not like they've both worked together already. They're both coming from a pretty good coaching staff already. Um, so possibly I think they need to figure out, especially right now, their quarterback situation because Daniel Jones is not it. Not it at all. No, unless even... Unless he takes a monumental jump. Like Allen did, and this is Jones's third. Is third this his third year? This is either third or fourth. I forget that he didn't come in the same year as Allen, right? He came in the year after Allen. Yeah, I think okay. he came in with the same year as like Tua. Okay, so this would be he'd be going into year three. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could take that monumental jump from year two to year three, like Allen did. Um, chances are, again, probably <laughs> not likely. He's also the guy that tripped running down the field. Wide open, right in front of the end zone. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I don't even know like what this draft class is supposed to look like. I mean, I'm sure come draft time, as always, they'll they'll you'll see one guy. Like, look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, very early on in the draft process, he was predicted to be what uh, a second or third round pick, maybe a third or fourth round pick, like a day two or day three guy. All of a sudden, you know, hype comes, hype comes. And he's picked top ten, yeah. so I'm sure there's going to be a guy that's going to rise from obscurity, you know. But everything that looks like that this is probably going to be a weaker quarterback draft. You know, this is going to be. There's a lot of good defensive linemen coming out, a lot of good uh, linebackers coming out. Um, I'd but go for that. Cornerbacks, not so much. No, we need a good cornerback. Or sorry, quarterback, not so much, but cornerback, a couple in there. One guy that I would love. Is and I can't think of his name, but the receiver who uh, blew out his knee, I believe, from Alabama. Was it Alabama? Um, tore his ACL back in January, I believe. Um, where if he hadn't torn his ACL, the guy's like a top five, top ten pick. Wow! And if he can drop a little bit, maybe Buffalo. I don't think he's going to drop to twenty five. No. But if he drops to like fifteen, twenty, maybe Buffalo swings up a draft pick. Because right. um, I'm just thinking, and again, we've got a lot of offensive weapons, but can you imagine if you have you you have Diggs as your number one, you have Davis as your number two, you have this speedy guy, the guy from Alabama, I can't think of his name, or even somebody like Chris Olave from Ohio State as your number three. Um, Beasley slides down as your number four if they keep him. I mean, it's... You got you bring that along with Dawson Knox, yeah. with Isaiah McKenzie if he comes back. Um, it's just I think we were we had very good receivers, but I think we were just missing that speedy over the top guy that could kill with speed, like Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek Hill, I yeah. think I think McKenzie he was our Tyreek Hill last year, but he was more 
of a gadget guy. Yeah. The jet sweeps, the uh, the stuff out of the backfield. Um, but if we had a legit number one with speed, yeah, that could complement Diggs, and Davis is just he he that the the playoff game was his coming out party. If there was any doubt that this kid should be the number one, number two wide receiver next year, he erased all doubts. Yeah, he he was fantastic. My gosh, he was just he was a man child, and he was he was like last year. Everybody like was surprised for this rookie year. We're like, holy cow, like he was a good wide receiver. And then in the beginning of like halfway through this year, we we're just like, we haven't really seen much from Davis. Like he really wasn't doing anything. And then like right at the end, he just started coming out again. Yeah, I feel like for whatever reason, he got. Um... You know, once they brought in Sanders and Sanders had a pretty good start to the season. Um, Sanders was a waste of time, to my in my opinion. He he, I like the signing. He he was he was very good. I'd say the first four, five, six games of the year, and then faded away. He got injured. Yeah, injuries helped, but even when he was still, you know, whether it was recovering or whatever, he just faded in the background. Right. Um. He did have a touchdown catch in the Patriots game. Um. Yeah. But I think that just allowed davis to shine i mean get more people like like name people like Diggs and sanders and stuff like that to put defensive and defensive coordinators to you know double man up these people which leaves room for davis and beasley people who are kind of under the radar you know let them shine like Gabe Davis in the in the in the in the Kansas City game was wide open in some of these because they were pressing on both Sanders and Diggs and and Knox that they just let this guy slip through and big mistake. Oh my god! But you would think, all right, after the second touchdown, after the third touchdown, wouldn't you think, like, you know, maybe we need to cover this guy? Like, maybe this guy is destroying us right now. I don't know. I think I think um, Andy Reid was like. Getting grease all over his his play sheets, <laughs> that, like he kind of wasn't like fix. It. He he couldn't see it. Thankfully, he didn't have the face shield this time, where I was like condensation running down. Yeah, the uh, the COVID shield that was awesome. <laughs> the first game of the year in like a pandemic, and the guy can't see. Oh gosh, no! Oh, what was I gonna say? We said something about Sanders, and then we're talking about Gabe Davis. Beasley, do you think he's back next year? Um, that's I don't know. Like Beasley and like Trubisky and stuff like that. I have a feeling would be stupid not to come back. Beasley for sure. Now Beasley, he's got one year left. I I don't. I wonder if it's. I think he's got one year left. In or our, maybe not in our contract. In his contract, maybe I don't know but his contract. I think well. with him, it might be where the Bills might move on with him from him. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, those those two games that he Beasley was out because of COVID, he should come. Back. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I thought played really well in the slot for him. Um, Trubisky, do you think he'd be stupid? I think he's gonna get a chance to start, right or wrong. I think he's gonna get a legit chance to start for a team out there. It might even be. With his old offensive coordinator and Brian Dable, who maybe convinces him, "Hey, come to come to New York, kid. We'll uh, we'll give you all. You have to do is beat out Daniel Jones. We'll give you a chance to beat out Daniel Jones." I don't know. In my in my perspective, I would take the couple mil, sit on the bench, and get a Super Bowl ring or two. That's I mean, where all I have to do is walk out there and kneel the ball. 
or hand it off. This was, though, the former number one overall pick. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I... Mitch Trubisky, from what I know, because I know somebody who knows him personally, um, the personality that I was told does not sound like the kind of person who would be that focused on something like that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I know for me, and, and again, this is just me. Don't get me wrong. I'd give my left arm to have a Super Bowl ring as a player, as a coach, as a whatever. Should I be the janitor? Absolutely. But if I, knowing me, eventually it would kind of eat me up. Like, okay, look at LaShawn McCoy, who's got, what now, two Super Bowl rings? Yeah. Or once he was on, uh, yeah, he has two. he's got two, with Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Yeah. He played zero minutes. No snaps. In the Super Bowls. Yeah. He's played, I don't even think he got into any of the playoff games. No. Um, he played maybe a couple seasoned games. Maybe a couple seasoned games when he got to Kansas City. Same thing with Tampa Bay, but to just. I have a McCoy jersey. Again, I just feel like that would kill me. Like, I'd be, you know, especially, like, if you're going, like, if you've got it, and obviously you'd want to, you know, have it out, whatever, somewhere. But, you know, when you're showing off your rings, dude, you were in a Super Bowl? Really? Like, I don't even remember you playing. Did you play? Well, the thing is, I was like, McCoy was at the end of his career anyways. He was. Like, he was. It was. It's not like... It would be different if he was like in like prime Shady McCoy and he wasn't doing anything. Then I understand it. But like if you're close to the end of your career or like clearly your career hasn't gone the way you want it and you're just happy to still be there, I'd take it. <laughs> but now Mitch Mitch Trubisky, clearly not at the end of his career. You know no. who knows? Maybe he just needed I mean, he was in not the best situation in Chicago. He did lead the Bears to the playoffs. Once. He did. He did. He played really well. That's what I mean. Not being in the best situation in Chicago. Um, Wouldn't be the best situation in New York either. Uh. No, but maybe it gives him a chance to kind of show off a little bit, prove that he can be a starting quarterback. Um, if Russell Wilson does decide to leave Seattle, does Mitch Trubisky step right in? Um, you know, if if where, where would Russell Wilson go? There's always rumors Cleveland. I take um, him. No. Yeah. Over Josh Allen? No, as a backup. Oh, as a backup. He's not going anywhere as a backup. No. He's not going anywhere as a backup. Speaking, like, we're speaking. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that kid. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm so glad Buffalo did not draft him. Um, he's just, and, I, and I, I've said this before. I didn't went in in that class. It was Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, um, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. Yep, those were like your big five. Those were these guys are going to be franchise altering um, quarterbacks. Yep. I I personally wanted um, either Darnold or Jackson. Darnold, I don't think he got a fair shake with the Jets. Well, not necessarily fair shake. I don't think he was in a good situation. Not definitely not in in Carolina. Whether he comes back there or not, nope. Um, Jackson's good. I think Allen's still going to be better than Jackson. I don't know how Jackson made the Pro Bowl, but 
Allen's the better quarterback. Out of all of those five, I'll be honest, I would have rather gone Josh Rosen over Josh Allen. I just didn't. Everything you heard out of Josh Allen, accuracy issues, not consistent, has a big arm. That's about it. Um, but I, I wanted nothing. And thank God nobody in Buffalo listened to me because I, they saw something. In they him. saw something in him. And I glad, I'm glad much smarter people about football than I am did the right thing and drafted him. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, I watched, like, a video on this, like, a couple days ago, and I just think that's crazy that, like, statistically, you look at Baker Mayfield, and he was a twice, he was a twice walk-on, like, superstar. He he won the Heisman Trophy, gets drafted, and just, he had a good year-ish once, and then just imploded. Josh Rosen and never had a shot. Is he still on a roster? No. I don't think so. I know so. the last I heard of him, he was on, I think it was New Orleans' uh, like practice, practice squad. squad. Like, he's practice squad now. But no, I don't think he's ever going to play a professional snap again. Talk about somebody who got a terrible deal. Like, you you draft a kid. He got drafted, what, uh, maybe two or three spots behind Allen. Yeah. Um, But, man... He was put in probably one of the worst positions his rookie year in Arizona. And you know what? For as terrible as an offensive line and offense in general that he had with him, statistics-wise, yeah, he had an awful year. But I don't think he was – he wasn't, like, disgustingly bad. No. I mean, could he have played a lot better? Yes. Could he have had a lot more help? Yes. But – did he play that awful where you deserve to like he deserved to just be cast aside in his after his rookie year? No. I don't know. You know. But then again, he did get traded to Miami with a chance to prove that he could be a starter there and he, and he got beat up by Fitzpatrick. He got beat up by, by Fitzpatrick. I also heard though that like he had some like toxic behaviors. Yes. So that is also something that might have been a factor in Arizona. Very true. He he did seem like that kind of guy that would rub people the wrong way and would wear out his welcome yeah. very quickly. And you know, confidence is key and stuff, but if you can't back it up, you know, I I am there's like seven mistakes made before me and I'm going to make sure everybody knows that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well, you know, I did throw that interception, but if the guy had jumped five inches higher, it wouldn't have been overthrown, yeah. and he should have caught it, or he ran he ran an in when I was throwing it out, so I had to adjust my throw and didn't adjust it enough. Yeah, so I guess ranking-wise, obviously Josh Allen's at the top. Josh Allen, but, like, just collectively, like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the only two that's actually had, like, a kind of successful-ish career so far. Lamar Jackson is, talk about one-dimensional, he really is just known as a running quarterback now. And once you figure that out, it's kind of easy to put a defense again, which people found that out. Like, he found that out two years in because, shocker, shocker, he's probably going to run with it. Now he's getting injured because he has, like, the body of, like, a running back. And yeah, and that's why I think Josh Allen. Now a lot of people said this about Cam Newton, and the, the hits eventually took the toll on Cam Newton. Exactly. Um, so you know, I'd like to. Yeah, it's it's great seeing Josh run and everything, but 
the way that he's throwing the ball, passing the ball, I'd like to see him in that pocket a little bit more so he doesn't have to take pounding after pounding after pounding, and we can have him for 12, 13, 14 years as a, as a good, productive quarterback instead of only seven or eight. Yeah, and I don't see Josh Allen as, like, yeah, he runs a lot, which gets me scared, but... He's been getting smarter about getting down. He's getting smarter about getting down, getting out of bounds. He's not really, like, running it up the gut as much and taking those hits. Like, yeah. if he's going to run, he's going to run diagonally outside. Yeah, and when he does, when he has, I've noticed this year, when he has run, run up the gut or middle of the field, he's he's gone down. Yeah. He's gone down a good five yards before or two or three yards before the guy's going to hit him, so he's not taking a pounding. Like, Lamar Jackson was out there, like, stutter-stepping and, like, doing all, like, these spin moves, getting hit and stuff. That's... That alone will put a – and also, I just think Josh Allen's built different than Lamar Jackson. I think the competitive drive within him – like, the kid had a boot on, a walking boot after um, the Patriots game? Not the playoff Patriots game. Yeah, I think the after the wind, the wind game. No, after – Or was it after the second Patriots game? I thought it was after the second Patriots game where he had, like, the boot. Well, I, either Patriots game, he had a boot on. He had a boot on, but he still played the following. The second, the second like, nope, kept going. So, I don't know. Sam Darnold, I feel, is probably the most, like, middle-of-the-pack quarterback that just got screwed. And then I think Baker Mayfield was just, like – um you can't even say that his, like, team was bad. Because he had OBJ, he had Chubb, he had Landry, he had weapons to throw to. It's just that he could not deliver it. Talk about talk about OBJ just – everybody, when, when he left Cleveland, oh, OBJ's throwing a tantrum, he's throwing a tantrum, he's washed up, he's mad, whatever. Talk about proving just everybody wrong. It took him like two or three games to get into the Rams – playbook get comfortable but man he is making some big plays and i think he's he's showing hey listen there there's a reason why i wasn't happy in cleveland is because you know i wasn't getting the damn ball when i should be getting the damn ball yeah i mean even even like when he was in new york you, you know you could tell that there was just no connection between him and eli and the who knows? Maybe the Rams will actually utilize him, but he's not like he's definitely not first on like the scanning for Matt Stafford. Oh no, Cooper and, Cup is, and and that's all the more impressive that he's getting the ball and making the plays when he's the second, sometimes even the third option. Yeah, because I'm sure you know you. Well, Higby went down. Hopefully, the knee injury isn't horrible. Right. Um, but you know you've got Van Jefferson who was there before him. Um. It's going to be interesting now when Robert Woods comes back next year. What they're going to do in that I situation? That he played for the Rams. Um, and if if Robert Woods doesn't get hurt, I don't think Beckham's on the team right now. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's a need for him. But uh, that would be another player I'd love to bring back to Buffalo, Robert Woods. Oh, I thought I was about to say OBJ. No, I don't want him. No, I'd love to bring Robert Woods back though if he somehow gets ousted in L.A. Yeah, I would take Robert Woods back. He wasn't bad for us. No. I honestly, I thought he performed better and did better than Sammy Watkins when Watkins was here. I liked Chris Hogan <laughs> when he played with us. He was one of those. He was another one of those Buffalo guys where 
that was when I believe when we had our receivers were like Chris Hogan, David Nelson. Um, we had like a bunch of no name guys, and it's like all the fans just kind of focused on one no name guy and said, "Oh, we're gonna root for him," or "Oh, look, he caught the ball. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic." Do you remember when Sammy Watkins was like on our team and like he would just bobble passes for about five yards until he caught it? Yep. And he was like, wasn't he like projected? Like he was like really, really highly projected in that draft. Oh yeah. Well, he we traded up to, to get, get him. him for like the first round. We traded up, and I remember making that tr- when when they announced the trade because they traded with the. Oh boy, I want to say the Raiders. I free they they traded ahead of the Raiders um, to to go up and get him, and Khalil Mack was still on the board. And I, we should have taken. Clip. I thought for sure with Mac still being on the board, I'm like they're gonna take Mac. They're gonna take Mac. I know they've been talking wide receiver. I know they've been talking wide receiver, but they don't have a quarterback for the wide receiver yet. If right. you, I mean, and sure enough, we take Sammy Watkins. Oh gosh, yeah, Sammy Watkins was a piece of work. And um, what was it? Charles Clay used to be our tight end. O'Leary used to be our tight end, and he would not wear gloves. <laughs> um, Percy Harvin, I remember he played for us for a little bit. He played for us, quit, came back, quit again, played, quit. Yeah, what else? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, what was his name? That we got from Carolina. And, like, we got him because we wanted him to be a vertical threat. And then, like, oh, um I know the receiver you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, then, we didn't. He wasn't from Carolina. He was from the Ravens. No, he wasn't. He was from uh, Carolina. Are you talking about Anquan Bolden? No, no, or no, not Bolden. Um, Williams. No, what was his name? We got somebody. Like where, like the announcer is like he's like one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Oh, um, which by the Calvin way. Benjamin. Yes. Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. I remember when he, we got him. That was, oof, that was rough. Yeah. That was a waste. Yeah. Who was our running backs back then? Coy and somebody else. That's when we had Richie Incognito as a guard. He was. I think he's still playing. I don't know. I, I could be. I, I, I have no idea. That, um, that was the Rex Ryan days. Yep. And those were some forgettable days. I don't know. I um, always see him at Ted's. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. With his Buffalo Bills his truck? His Buffalo Bills wrapped truck. And he was one where <laughs> I thought he was just, you know how sometimes you sign a player to get fans in the stands? That time yeah. they signed a coach to get fans in the stands. I'm going to tell you one thing. We're going to come here. We're going to win a Super Bowl. What's your game plan against the Patriots? Hit Brady. <laughs> Great. What about winning? We're not going to win. I can get you to the AFC Championship. I just can't win the AFC Championship. Me and my roommate, we used to joke because he also had his his brother Rob Ryan as the defensive coordinator. Oh, so, yeah. So it was Rex and Rob. And but he never brought Rob to Buffalo, did he? Yeah, he did. Or toward yes, when Rob got when Rob got uh, fired from New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah, he came to he came to Buffalo only for like the last like three or four games. No, he wasn't there a full season, was he? Yeah, was he really? Yeah, and Rob was uh, a little more on the heavier side. 
Yes. Um, well, Rex was big too until he, you know, went on Nutrisystem and right. But Rob, <laughs> Rob was definitely not on the Nutrisystem diet. And no. my roommates, my roommate and I came up with a, a an idea of like because that's back in the day where our defensive scheme was blitz, 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 blitz no man coverage, nothing else other than blitz. So. Uh, we'd make a joke where like Rob would be standing there and he'd be he'd be rubbing his stomach and it's just like what, what call do you think you should say now Rob and it'd just be a blitz except for the one time we'd do like a cover two and it's like sorry that's just indigestion <laughs> <laughs> like rubbing the magic eight ball yeah exactly it's like everybody let's go Rob rub Rob real quick <laughs> and and that was also Peterman that was Peterman that time was, too yep. No, Peterman wasn't a Ryan pick, was it? I thought Peterman was one of uh, McDermott's first was it? picks. Or was it like the year right before? No, because wasn't Peterman was the year before Allen, and then Allen came in. No, Peterman was not the year before Allen. I thought so, maybe. Well, I'm looking at something. Look it up. Because I thought, like, Josh Allen, the plan was, wasn't to play him at all. Like his rookie year. He wasn't supposed to play at all. He was supposed to pull him a home. Correct. Yeah, yeah. He just sat. But because Peterman was, that was the game where he was like so awful. And oh, he's still playing in the league. He was with the Raiders the last I knew. He but, still is with the Raiders. Is he? Yeah. Um, but he was so awful in the opening game that Buffalo had, and I forgot somebody else got hurt. Buffalo had no choice but to really go with Josh Allen the rest of that year. Um, no, so he was drafted 2017. Peterman. Was Allen drafted 18? Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen was drafted 2018. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Peterman came in the same year Mahomes did. Yeah, but Peterman, I remember going to the, the, the preseason game the year Allen was drafted, so the rookie year, and everybody was like, I wanted to see how Josh Allen played, but also in the pro season game, like in the preseason games, like Peterman looked legit. Like he looked great, but as soon as it was an official league game, he can't play. Like I remember when Nathan, like before when we drafted him and he never played, I was like, put Peterman in like, well, he did go in. Remember? And he went in against the, what was it? A Baltimore game? I forgot what game where he threw the five interceptions, six interceptions, Couple of those were not his fault. No, but most but, of them were. Yes. Um. And after that day, no, it was it was either that like, was the year we broke the drought where Taylor was Taylor was playing decent at a decent start to the season, but he had either gotten hurt or he had had a bad game himself. And they took him out. So we decided to take him out for that one game. And well, oh Peterman proceeded to do history the wrong way. Yeah. And um. And he never went back in that year. No. And then Taylor went in, and that's the year that we lost to Jacksonville in the playoffs. We lost, like, it was a miserable game, like 9-6, 12-9, something like that. Oh, against Saxonville? Against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's only playoff appearance for, like, I don't know, forever. Yeah. Um, but then, because then a lot of people thought, you know, that was the year where, you know, you had all those good quarterbacks coming out. People thought, well, Buffalo kind of screwed themselves because they're lower in the in the in the draft right. picks now. We ended up we traded um we traded with Cincinnati an offensive lineman to get up to seventeen. 
Um, I forgot we who we traded away to San because that year we had our pick and Kansas City's pick. We took Kansas City's pick with an offensive lineman and gave it to Cincinnati for their pick. And I can't for the life of me think who that offensive lineman was. It's not really important. No. But um so that's how we traded up to get Allen. And a couple other people thought that we were gonna trade up even further to possibly get Darnold or Mayfield. But we didn't. No. But- and thankfully Allen fell down to us you know it's and you know then we were like okay we'll start peterman maybe he just had a really bad season and we're gonna start peterman and he's gonna mentor josh allen and we're just like no put put allen in it can't be any worse than no. this um like at least josh allen's excuse would be like hey he's a rookie and what did he do in his rookie year he hurdled somebody and proceeds he, to do that every year now and that was the only year he didn't make the playoffs that was the minnesota game that was the minnesota game that was game week Three. Yeah, I remember I was supposed to be doing homework upstairs in my room, and I turn on the game instead. And also, my mom just like downstairs, and she just all of a sudden she hears like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> She's like, "What?" And I was like, "This guy, he's a he's a rookie, and he 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 just hurtled this guy." <laughs> and she was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "I don't know what I just watched here. I never saw that happen in like real football before." No, he was he was causing havoc. But um, we won that game too. Oh yeah, and we weren't supposed to because Minnesota was <laughs> legit that year. Yeah, Minnesota was real legit that year. That was, uh, back or at least supposed to be legit. I don't know if they made the playoffs or not. Kirk Cousins is always like a hit or miss. Yep. Um, I'm surprised he's still like playing. I wonder if he goes because I think his his contract might be up. But I wonder if he goes like Washington or somebody else. Washington. I, I, I don't think Minnesota's bringing him back. Washington needs. A full makeover. Stadium, players. Um you're getting called by potential spam. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's the only person that calls me. Yeah. Who is the potential spam? Because I always miss that call. I don't know, but I'm also like kind of glad that your phone like detects it. <laughs> and you're just like potential spam. You're like, well thanks. Like, thanks. I wasted my time less now. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of that, well, wait, what what's the three oh six? Where's that yeah. area code? I don't And then like you start going online, you're like, three oh six area code, where's this from? Or like at least they like they tell you. And then it's like weird I got this one call like a week ago from someplace in Hamburg and I was like, okay, like I know people in Hamburg, like maybe this and I waited because if it's important to leave me a message. I get a message, and it was some dentist in Hamburg calling to remind a female about their dental appointment at 3 o'clock, and they called me at 310. Oh, yeah. I've been, for whatever reason, the biggest things that I've been getting, the spam texts are, and it'll say, Dear Floyd, you forgot to pick up your cash prize of $2,000 $2,000 or your new cell phone is waiting for you for pickup. Click yeah. on this link so that we can confirm your address. Yeah. First of all, don't know who the hell Floyd is. Um, second of all, I'm not clicking on your link. Yeah. Well, or, or I'll get the call. I've been, This was a call for a while that I would get. Please call this bank because your account is we need information on your bank account. Click this link and with your account and a button. No. Yeah. No. no. It's like jokes on you. Number one, don't know my bank account. Number two, not my bank. Um, no, when I was at college, we had like there was like these these emails going around um that were like spam emails, but they would trap you that if you opened them up, like 
it like would put a virus into your computer. Oh yeah. And um like we'd have to get emails from our school about potential threat emails. And sometimes the threat emails would double as like the censored like like telling you about it. And my one roommate opened one once and it was like most of the time they're like like Becky XXX like would and you're like what 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 is this? <laughs> what what is this? And clearly you know it's like, oh this is fake. But my one roommate accidentally clicked oh, it on no. one. And that's like, where you need to buy a new laptop, new yeah. computer, new Speaking of which, that was like the year that um mumps became like a thing again. Mumps? Mumps. Like the mumps, like the disease mumps? Yeah, like you know how you get vaccinated yeah. for the mumps? Who is getting the mumps? Well, so unless you're back in like the 1940s, well, exactly. Like it got so bad that like a quarter of the student population had to get sent home, and this happened during finals week. So like, and you know, like you know, most people are like, "How do you get mumps? Like, aren't you vaccinated as a yeah. kid?" Well, <laughs> turns out somebody missed that they kids weren't vaccinated, okay. and I was just like. But what are mumps? Like, where did you get That's this? That's where you get, like, the big cheeks. Yeah. The big, like, it looks yeah. Like, it looks like you won, like, a few rounds against Mike Tyson. And you're just, I'm like, where do you get this? It's like a kid telling you, like, you developed, like, scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Ah, I caught polio. Exactly. Like, like I thought that disease was dead kind of thing. <laughs> who Who knows? But that was a, yeah, that was a weird year. Oy, oy, oy. But in a quick transition off of mumps, Matt, did I tell you that we have our first stories from the sidelines T-shirt? Yeah, you did. And I didn't get one. You, so if you're listening. Tank, Lola, where you, I, I still love the fact that she lets me call her Tank. But <laughs> Tank, where, first of all, let me tell you the story. And I, I think I put the pictures on the story from the sidelines uh, Facebook page. If I haven't, I'll put them on now. We had dress as your coach day. So my kids dressed up as me, like the fedoras, the Crocs, the Adidas sweatpants, um, the sweatshirts. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, Jess took it a whole nother way. Last year we had a 70s day, so I had the tie-dye wig the t- or the – that rainbow wig, the tie-dye t-shirt, tie-dye Crocs. Yeah. And so she went as 70s me, which I thought was fantastic. But uh, Lola Norris, uh, Tank, she um, dressed up just like she brought the Zubas pants, yeah. the Kenton girls soccer or Ken East girls soccer sweatshirt. That you're wearing right now. That I'm wearing right now. Um, the fedora, the Crocs. So she rocked it out, but then she gave me one of the best coach's gift ever, a story. And I'm going to put pictures up on this on the site or on the website today. The Stories from the Sidelines t-shirt has our logo on there, has the little fedora. I'm going to snap pictures on there. It is fantastic. And I learned that, and she's an eighth grader. She has her own little side hustle. Is it on Etsy? Like, is it an Etsy thing, or is like it's her own thing? No, it's her own thing. Um, it's it's on Instagram. If you go to Instagram at lolacrafts.co, so that's l o l a c r a f t s dot c o, lolascrafts.co on Instagram, where she makes like for sale 
Um, she makes like T-shirts, different little items in there. Um, I was I was floored, especially as an eighth grader having your own um, little business. She makes mugs. Like I'm on the I'm on the Instagram site now. She's got um, little mugs on there. Oh, these are cool. She's got socks. She's got some shirts on there. Different little signs and different stuff like little that. signs. Um, this is fantastic. So if you're looking for any gifts, you're looking for, and I, I, I'll have to ask, but she might do custom-made stuff to order. Um, but if you're, if you're looking for um, any little crafts, any little items, please visit at lolascrafts.co on Instagram. So that's uh, at L-O-L-A-C-R-A-F-T-S dot C-O. Um, and that's at Instagram. Uh, that's Instagram. Um, Lola Norris, fantastic. Oh yeah, fantastic. Oh. And um, Lola, uh, Matt's waiting for his T-shirt. I'm an adult large, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a men's large. We'll we'll have to get that. Uh, we'll have to get that um, second storage what's, from the sidelines. What's lines. the color scheme of it? It was a darker blue, like almost like a navy blue. Had at stories from the sidelines. I can't remember if it was. Gr- I think it was green or black, but it 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 pops. It's it's fantastic. I'll take mine in a tank top. It's it's fantastic. I, I was floored. That. I was floored when she gave me that. Fantastic. That's, that's awesome. And if anybody from you know anybody else wants a stories from the sidelines t shirt, maybe we'll see if Lola can make that part of her permanent collection in there. Yeah, of course. You know, and we we support we support our followers. Absolutely, absolutely. If you like doing crafts and stuff, let us know. We'll, We'll we'll support you out there too. We'll support you as long as you send us something. Absolutely. So at lolascrafts.co on Instagram. That's great. Um, now, Matt, one thing with this whole Bills thing, and it came up again because, of course, the Kansas City Bengals game went into overtime. Um, <clears throat> overtime. The overtime rules need to be changed. Rules need to be changed. I'm sorry. That's the lamest excuse that any. And I'm ashamed. That there are some Bills fans out there saying, oh, well, we lost because of the overtime. We lost because of the overtime. Let me be perfectly honest. Do I like the overtime rule? No. Do I Have I always said that it needs to go something similar to college? Yes. But let me be perfectly honest. The overtime rule is not why in any shape or form why the Bills Lost that game. No, contributed to that. Should have won in regulation. Should have won in regulation. There are so many other things that you can point to that the Bills lost that game. An overtime rule is not because of it. Yeah. Um. What are your thoughts? And this happens in other sports. I know it's happened in soccer, where oh, you hate to see. The only reason is because it went to penalty shots or penalty kicks. Or it's not goal. It's golden goal. They should finish out the whole thing. Or it should be golden goal because they switched it the one year. They should play. They shouldn't play the full forty minute halves or whatever. If you're in a regular season playoffs, whatever you start a tournament, you cannot gripe about the rules at the end of the tournament or because well we lost because of this. You knew the rules going in. You knew the formats going in. You know it's not going to change. Why are people even bringing it up? Because people need to fall on something. People need something to blame other than, like, their team. 
But that just comes across as being just such a whiner. You know, that's, I mean, I'm not denying that, but that's why people do it. I mean, I get it when you, you know, in a way, everybody's whining about the coaching, about this, about the play calling, about the defense, about that. But, you know, those are things that were in a team's control, where if they had made a different decision, a decision to play up tighter, not prevent defense in the last 13 seconds, a decision to go for it on a fourth and one earlier, two drives previous, I believe, um, a decision to you know, maybe go for the two-point conversion and make it a four-point game instead of a three-point game, a decision to kick it deep instead of kick it whatever. Those are all controllable things. You're not going to change the rules during a game. So why are we even talking about it? Yeah, I I mean, clearly, like, I think of an example of, like, the NFC title game like a couple of years ago with the Saints and the Rams with that blatant pass interference. That, I would say, we lost the game because of that. All day long. Like that, I, I, that, that, yes, that's an example of something that was flawed and you should have called that or like that should be a rule. They got hosed all day long. That was, that was atrocious. And meanwhile, they ended up losing in the Super Bowl anyways. Um, but for like a thing that's been known for, you know, ever, as long as like the overtime rule has been a thing, it's just, it just is what it is. It's the same thing as getting the ball, like who gets the ball first in the regular game. It's a coin toss. Yeah. And, oh, we lost that game on a coin toss. No, you didn't. You lost that game, A, because of the 13 seconds, but okay. Kansas City won the coin toss. You have the number one rated defense. Yeah. Stop them. I mean, Stop the them. Bengals did that. They lost the coin toss, too. What did they do? They got an interception. They stopped them. Yeah, exactly. They, like They stopped them. They got the ball back. This is where Buffalo's number one defense, hey, we got, and we still played soft, soft, and got burned. Yeah. Stop them. Or at the very least, you don't even have to stop them. Hold them to a field goal. Yeah. Hold them to a field goal. Make them kick a field goal, and then Allen's got a chance to either tie it or win it with a touchdown. You did neither. There were three ways that that overtime you could have gotten it. It could have finished. You could have stopped them. You could have held them to a field goal, or Kansas City's going to score. And the worst outcome happened, and you're you're no longer playing. And I don't think nobody nobody on the actual team is blaming the the, no no no. Nobody, nobody. I think nobody in their right mind that knows anything about sports is blaming them. And yeah, I've said it because I've got people. I I have friends on on Facebook that, well, the overtime rule is no, no. It might have to be changed. You can say it's it needs to be changed. That's fine, but that is in no way, shape, or form why the Bills right. lost that game. You can be against it all you want, but. As of right now, that is the factor that we have to deal with. But yeah, the bangle the bang- <laughs> that was a long sigh. Yeah, it is depressing. Like I, my for my birthday, two weeks, two weeks, I don't know. I got a blanket that was like a handmade blanket. On one side, it's the Bills, and on the other side, it's my favorite hockey team. And it's a really nice blanket. And who's I have the favorite, Who's the favorite hockey team? I like the Washington Capitals. 
Yeah. All right, at least you didn't say Boston Bruins. No, I'm a Braden Holpe fan. Okay. Now, do you like just Braden Holpe, or do you like the whole— like... I like the whole Capitals. Like, I liked them when they had Mike Green and Joel Ward, and, you know, I I watched, you know, I've—, I've... People are like, oh, you're a bandwagoner. I was like, well, no, I liked them when I was like in middle school. Okay. And they, did, they didn't win the Stanley Cup until uh, like at least four years ago. But, you know, so whatever. The, the Sabres aren't anything to brag about. So I found I found a new team. Um, anyways, so like one side. The Sabres the are in perpetual limbo. Uh, no, perpet- not a perpetual limbo. Perpetual. Well, we've got a good young. We've got young, promising prospects. We've got young, promising. Our 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 young draft picks are coming up nicely. Our young draft picks are coming up nicely until we trade them to another. The team. Rochester Amherst are doing better than us. But, but okay. So the yeah. blankets got one so, side Buffalo, one side Washington. One side, and and you know it just worked out that the color schemes work. But you know when the Bills were st- like, I got it. January 20th, and that was the week leading up to the Kansas City game. So on my bet, I'd have the Bills side out. And as soon as I got home that Sunday night, flipped it over to the Capitals, and there it stays until next year. Like, that's the best part about it is, like, I just could not look at the Bills logo for the rest of that, for the rest of, you know, you know, this year. Now, now what's, and that's the, that's, I guess the beauty and the curse and the pain about playoffs or unless unless your last game of whatever season it is, Stanley or hockey, football, basketball, unless your last game is you're carrying off the trophy, you're ending your last game on a loss in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You've got a part of that with coaching and as a player, as an athlete, as a coach, you're dealing with that for three four, five, six months. I mean, right now, let's say opening kickoff is what? September, early September, late October, or late August. So you're dealing with that for February, March, April, May, June, July, August. You're dealing with that for a good seven months. It yeah. It's just, and yeah, you know, once preseason or once uh, training camp gets here, once preseason gets here, those not you. Did you ever have, whether it was a coach or a player, did you ever have those games where you just, mm, I like, I just, I, I can't, I, like, I, let's get it, let's play tomorrow. I, I want this team again. Um, I know for me, there's, there was a couple as um, a coach where I just, mm, like, yeah. I, and it's not, I, you don't make excuses. You don't go, oh, we lost because it is. No, it's, we lost. They beat us by one, but it's just <clears throat> especially sucks when like you knew you should have beat them. And yeah, you're just like, oh gosh, like uh... yeah. One game that comes to mind is you know my my first year as a varsity coach at the Park School. We were playing and we made it to the finals, um, and we lost one nothing to West Seneca Christian, and it was again. I made the decision. One of my one of my starting uh, defenders needed a break. She was she needed to come off for a little bit. I made the decision to pull her off, and um, maybe could have put in another person, dropped somebody back, stacked our defense a little bit until she she was only out for five minutes or less. Um, and they ended up scoring in that five minutes. It was about the thirty five minute mark of the game of the first half. We couldn't capitalize. 
and I still think to myself, what if? What if? What if I didn't pull her off? What if I instead of dropped instead of uh, had her at center defense? What if I made, gave her a little break outside? Or what if I switched her with somebody else? What if I dropped one of my center mids or one of my forwards who could have played defense back there instead of replaced her with the player? It just and it just it for me it was raw until the next season. Yeah. Like it, it. I mean, I still think about it now. I, I'm not obsessing over it. I've gotten over it. Time heals. Time all heals wounds. all wounds. But it until that next game in the next season, it was like it was on my mind all the time in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any loss to me is like like that. I I I think and dwell on every loss I have until the following week. I tr- <laughs> even if it's against another team. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, hundred percent. And do you ever have those games though, where even if it's not a playoff game, where you just hey, we lost to Luke yeah. or Wheatfield for you guys. I know it was always Lancaster or uh, uh, who were some of your other rivals in soccer, Lancaster, Amherst, whatever it is. Um, until you play him again, just and you have that date circled, like, mm, all right, you guys beat us early. We're we're circling that date. See, especially, especially would piss me off when we lose against a team that I knew we shouldn't have lost against. And then it gets me mad at other people. I have a really bad time with losing, as I've said before, and I'm a very competitive person, as I've said before, so I personalize every loss I have. I work on this in therapy. I do. I'm not kidding you. Like, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> like, my girlfriend doesn't like to play games with me because she doesn't like like because she doesn't want to see me in that state you didn't say uno you didn't say uno that's three more cards you didn't say uno she wants to get back into bowling (laughs) she used to bowl in high school okay we went bowling on sunday and i was like i'm here just to bowl i like to bowl i think it's fun (laughs) lo and behold after the first frame I was just like, you gotta pick it up. Like I genuine, like I fully knew she was going to work on her curve, to work on like her, her, her technique, and try to get back into it. Fully knowing that she was during a learning moment, and I'm just like, I am cleaning the floor. <laughs> I was like, finally making it int- Like it's so like I played Mario Party with her and her mom and her brother, and I wasn't saying anything. But later on, she was like, I could tell by your back muscles that you were getting frustrated that you were losing. Like I, so, yes. Any game, I lose it. No matter what, I personalize it until the next time I play. That's <laughs> fed. That's fed. It's not. It's really bad, actually. For me, I I'm very competitive, and I used to. It took me a long time, especially when it was you know bowling or, um, I was one of those kids. Even in even in gym class, if we were playing handball Fizzed. or soccer or I call it gym, um, whatever. It's gym. It's phys ed, Clancy, if you hear me. It's phys ed. <laughs> Physical education in the gym. Um, I uh, I was one of those where, whether it was volleyball, whether it was I had to be I had to be the guy who, I'm diving, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Even if I was horrible at the sport, oh, yeah. I didn't want to lose. Oh, yeah. And it took me a while to just, dude, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And now I've got those kids in class where sometimes, you know, they're the, the tryhards and I'm like, Okay, I get it, but you know what? 
the NFL right now isn't scouting this fifth grade gym class. Tone it down a little bit. You know, we don't need to have a little temper tantrum because you lost. Relax. <laughs> I mean, I think the best part now, like being like on the other side of that is I remember with my last like time, like I had to go into like a field experience. I was in high school and, you know, like I clearly saw myself in some of these kids in the way that, you know, the, 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 the class hero that would go all out. And now I think it's fun because I know what makes them tick is like, and you know, usually they're, they're, they're good kids, but sometimes if they're like being like a, an ass or something, I'll try to like put them in their place kind of thing where like, I know what makes them tick and it's losing just how it's losing with me. So, so at that point, like I turn into the other class hero, <laughs> but then they're like, Oh, the teacher's coming in. And, and, and then they're just like, give it to the teacher. And then like, I get in their psyche. Oh yeah. But I know exactly what you're talking about. I did that playing with like my kids at camp, like, Oh yeah. And capture the flag and stuff. I would, I would just obliterate some of these kids. Like, Speed wise, <laughs> oh yeah, there'd be sometimes you know we'd get uh, um, throughout various schools that I've taught at. You always get the teacher that hey, can I join my class? I'm like sure, we're playing floor hockey. You can come on in, join whatever. And after like five ten minutes into the game, you kind of got to go over to to said teacher and be like, hey, listen, you do realize you're playing against a bunch of fourth grade students, dude. That doesn't you, stop. You, you know, you gotta. You got to take it down a little bit or I'm going to have to ask you not to come back and play or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Yep. You know, you just slashed a third year, a third grader and cut it out. What are you doing? <laughs> There's no spearing. Why are you taking a first grader and throwing him through the boards? I mean, um, yeah. but no, now, now my thing is I've kind of got the competitive thing under control over the years, but now my thing is, um, whether I'm going bowling or, or basketball or, or soccer or whatever, I've got to be the guy, I'm the guy that goes over, well, you know what, if you shorten your backswing on the, you know, and you come up with a little bit more with with the spin, and if you get a little bit more lift in your, like, I've got to be the guy that's always got to coach people, even though they look at you like, why? Exactly. I've got a beer in my hand, I'm sitting here throwing a bowling ball. Not really looking to make the PBA, coach. (laughs) You you got to square your hips. You got to square your hips. Stop touching me. (laughs) Look down the lane. Look down. Hey, you didn't look down the lane. You didn't didn't look down the lane. (laughs) Like, it's funny. Like, even Vicky, like, when I get into that thing, she'll look at me. And she'll purposely do, like, sometimes the opposite. Or, like, nope, you you went like this too much, you know. And she'll over, like, really, and just... Do exactly what I told her not to. Oh, 100%. Like, even, even... And that's my cue to, like, okay, knock it off. Yeah, I mean, when I was bowling, like, I wasn't... I wasn't going for a technique because I really don't care about, like, getting a curl or, like... Because if I said, I was like, if we ever join a league, we're joining, like, a couples league, which is a beer league. It's like, I'm not going to be, like, a pro. So, like, I'm not, like, I'm using a 12-pound ball that a middle school girl would use, like, and, like, I'm just whipping it down the middle, and she's just, like, using all this terminology, and she's like, oh, like, you really should use a ball your weight. And I was like, I'm not, again, I'm not here to actually, like, bowl. I'm just here to bowl. I'm just here to throw it super fast so that I can hear that 
Me, like like hers would be slow and like calculated and I would throw it so hard that pins would fly across like the sides. Get like the Fred Flintstone strike. And like I'd look back and be like that's why I throw it hard because like you know the pin will fly across and hit the other one. She's like well actually no. <laughs> yeah. It's funny and I used to coach coach bowling and I'll, I still coach track and field you know with the throwers um, and Tank's one of my throwers, and she called me on this, you know, uh, Lola, who we were talking about, at lolacrafts.co. Um, she uh, she totally called me on this. You know how, like, and I'm sure you get this in gymnastics where you're watching the kid, you're watch- and then afterwards you give feedback or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she had one of her throws, and I was looking at one of my other throwers uh, who's across doing weight throw, and I totally didn't see her. So she came over. And, um, you know, I was like, all right. She was like, yeah, I was mad. I fouled. I knew I didn't see it. I could have very easily told her I didn't see it. So I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, it's all right. You fouled outside the vector. That's okay. No big deal. You just blah, blah, blah. She looks at me. It was in the vector. I fouled over the toe board. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's that's what I bet. And she looks, she's like, you didn't see my throw, did you? Um, And I just stopped. I'm like, okay. You caught me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I didn't. I, my my bad. Like, it, it, <laughs> I, I got caught. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, coach, like, did you watch, like, did you watch my dismount? And be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, just, yes. It's like, remember, you got to stay up. And he was like, I did. And I was like, oh, just saying. It's like, <laughs> yes, but you were slightly lead forward. You got to stay up, up. And, and, and they're like, they're like, you weren't watching. And you know, I was like, dude, I was like in my own head. Like, like I was watching you. I just was not registering in my brain of what was going on. Or and like, even when I do rec classes, like at that point, like I'm all by myself. So I have like all these kids I have to maintain. And there's usually like one station that obviously is a coaching station, which you help them do more advanced stuff. And I usually put cartwheels out just because, you know, cartwheels are fine. The kids can work on on their own. And all the time, like, I'm working with somebody, like, here, watch my cartwheel. And I'm like, okay. But I also have this kid doing, like, a handstand for the first time. So I'm more, like, hands-on with that. They're like, did you see? And I'm just like, yeah, I saw you landed on your feet. <laughs> like, like, it was good. And they're like, watch, 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 watch. And so, like, sometimes I'll be like, okay. Don't don't do anything. <laughs> and then I watched this like this cartwheel of like maybe like a eight year old girl. You know nothing great, but I mean I mean it's like I watch it. I'm like oh cool. All right, all right. Now back to this. <laughs> uh, I always love it. It, it. Like you said, you're always nine out of ten times you're going to be watching, but sometimes you get distracted or you get you know with this or you just hey we've all daydreamed a little bit and you're just like uh yeah. Fantastic. That was good. But next time, do it. Make sure you do, do this it, way. Do it. Do it better. Yes. Do it. Do it the other way. But, but coach, I got a perfect score. Does it doesn't matter. Yeah, you could have. You could have. What What are we talking about? <laughs> Is it time to go home yet? Uh, all right. Speaking of going home, Matt, let's take it on home with our hot seat questions. I see you on your phone. Are you looking up questions over there? No, for some reason I took a picture of like my fantasy hockey team last year. Oh well, you know. Did you have any capitals on there? Did I have any capitals on there? <laughs> have- TJ Oshie, Carlson, and Backstrom. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you have any non-capitals on there? 
yeah, I had Evander Kane and Connor McDavid. Oh, Evander Kane. He didn't do that bad for me. Yeah. Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor, yeah. Connor McDavid scored me 85 points. So did Joe Burrow. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Joe Burrow got us a championship. Joe Burrow led us to a championship. Let's see if he can get another. I wonder what his biggest accomplishment is going to be. A national championship, a Super Bowl, or winning us our fantasy football championship. Fantasy football. <laughs> uh, straight up. All right. Matt, let's get into our five uh, hot seat questions. Let's see. Question number one. Well, you know what? This is going to be a little generic and a little easy question. Question number one, Super Bowl, Rams, Bengals, who do you got? Not only we'll do a part 1A, part 1B, or since this is such an easy question, who do you got and what do you think the score is going to be? I'll go first while you're thinking. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. I think the Bengals are going to give them a run for their money. I think ultimately the Rams are going to win. I think it's going to be 27-24 L.A., which will be the second team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium in back-to-back years. Oh, yeah. Because they're playing Is in like L.A. a new trend because if that's a new trend, there's no way the Bills are going to win. Yeah, we're in trouble. But that's I'm, I'm saying 27-24 L.A. As much as my heart wants the Bengals to win, I really don't see it possible. Granted, my gut's been wrong most all the postseason, except for when I bet on the Bengals. So, you, you know what? I'll just go with the Bengals because who who cares? I'm gonna keep it interesting. Um, but it's not gonna be a cl- it's not gonna be like like a blowout by any means. If anything, it's gonna be like three points. All right. So Bengals by three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If listen, if Joe Burrow. And and Boyd can connect. I could see that working out. Okay. All right. Um, question number two. Do you have one or do you need me to give you more time? <laughs> yeah, I have one. All right. What do you got? Um, question number two. If you had to live like isolated with one person for a weekend and it was between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, which one would you rather be with? That I had to live with for a week? Yeah. You know what? I'm going... I'm going Tom Brady. I mean, I I feel like... And people have said, oh, Belichick's outside of football. He's got a personality. he got a personality. But every time I've seen him on TV, he just looks like... It looks like it'd be such a long week where you'd just be sitting there. Hey, Bill, what are you doing? Uh, watching TV. Yeah, I'm good. No, we're just here to finish out the week. Like, it'd be so boring where I, f- I feel like at least Tom would be, you'd be able to share stories with, you'd be able to talk to him, you'd be, like, he, he seems at least like he has some sort of personality. But Tom at least seems like he'd be a cool guy to at least talk to, and at least a guy that would talk to. So I'd, I'd say Tom Brady. Did you ever hear the story of, that Julian Edelman told? When um, I think it was like his first year as a Patriot, he was so scared of Bill Belichick and like he was there late and he came back and Bill was just like in the hot tub, just, you know, going over tape. And um, <laughs> Julian Edelman was like in there with him and like really kind of like scared. And apparently Bill Belichick like stood up just like 
butt naked and just like walked out of the locker room without saying anything. Like, and Alvin was like, that was the first time I ever saw Bill Belichick. Like, that's, um, welcome to New England. Oh, my God. But that doesn't surprise me. No. Not a word, butt naked in front of a rookie, cor- like a rookie wide receiver, and just leaves. Which is exactly why I'm hanging with Tom Brady for the weekend. <laughs> instead of- at least if he's naked, there's something to look at. <laughs> at least he's not old and looks like the emperor. I don't want to see either of them naked, but at no. least I knew Tom Brady would. Like I said, he I don't think he'd do something like that. Yeah, but it's like his diet. You would have to eat like really healthy and no meat and stuff. And- well, you didn't say I'd have to eat like him. I no. could bring my own food. Well, yeah, but it's Brady. <laughs> Brady gives you food. You're not going to say no. Um, um, probably Brady. Just just because I would feel better, like chastising him than Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> I feel like you. Everybody would just feel more comfortable. I feel like I feel like Bill Belichick like secretly can use the force and like I wouldn't want to piss him off. Yes, yes. He's just like he'd be. I feel like he'd be the old the old grandpa or whatever that you just. He's like the grouchy grandpa or the grouchy old neighbor that you just. Okay, I'm here because mom said I gotta visit you. It's like go sit in the living room with grandpa. I don't wanna. I don't he wanna. doesn't talk. He scares me. He scares me. He's been through a lot. You just need to talk to him. It's like he doesn't talk to me. Like you sit down and like you're watching the show that he's clearly watching, but you don't want to change it. And like he'll just like look over at you and he's just like, I don't like kids. And you're just like. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then like the food's ready, and you're just like, food's done, and you're just like, about time. And it's like, why do we gotta go to Thanksgiving at Grandpa's house? Like, <laughs> can't 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 he come over? It's like, no, your grandfather doesn't leave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Question number three: favorite musical of all time. Big Fish. Big Fish? You know the movie Big Fish? It has Danny DeVito in it. Okay. It's about this dad that, like, is, like, a very good storyteller to his son, but, like, turns out everything he did was, like, real. Um, And it's, like, crazy. Um, But it's a musical, and I saw it on Broadway, and it has, like, a southern-ish twang to it. Okay. Um, It's a very expensive musical. That's why it was out for very short. But, yeah. Big Fish. Not a lot of people know about it. I was going to say, Kate I have... Baldwin's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I have no idea what you were talking about when you said Big Fish. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie, I think, before it was a musical. Okay. So, if you want, watch that. But um, in the musical itself on Broadway, Kate Baldwin was on it. In it. All right. Big Fish. I'll have to check that out. I'm going with... I'm going with one... Partially because I was in it, Guys and Dolls. Oh yeah, you told me. About I was this. in Guys and Dolls as a gangster. Um, I loved. I don't. I I I did see it. Um, uh, in a in a professional production. I thought it was awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. I'd say Guys and Dolls, or I'd say um, uh, oh jeez, what was the one that I saw on Broadway that I can't think of what it is? I'll remember later in the show, but. For right now, I'm saying Guys and Dolls. Okay. I, I, I'd also say Motown. Motown was good. Okay. 
Yeah. I like the soul music. The soul. All right. The yeah. soul train. All now, right. Now I'm curious of what the second one was that you're thinking of. <laughs> I can't think of what it was. It was I, – I, I took Vicky, my wife – well, she wasn't my wife then, but I took her um, to see it, and I can't think of uh, – oh, Finding Neverland, um, the the one, the, the Peter Pan story, like before they went to Neverland. I thought that was the Michael Jackson documentary. No, not that one. Or, or <laughs> I was like, they made a ne- Never Neverland. What was the one? The, I think I, I think it would be like Never Neverland because Never like Neverland. Finding Neverland yeah, find- was like that demented <laughs> Michael Jackson like documentary. I love that musical, <laughs> Larry. That you wasn't. Tell a, I'm a big musical guy, Larry. That was not a musical. You just had music on in the background. <laughs> No, Never Neverland. Is that the one with Peter Pan? I think so. Okay, I think we're going to say Never Neverland. Just not finding Neverland. Not finding Neverland. You don't need to find Neverland. It it needs to stay lost. You can't. That property's not sold yet. Good. (laughs) I wouldn't want to buy it. No. Finding Neverland. It's a film. Yeah, that was a documentary. No, but Never Neverland is a, I think. No, 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 no. I think you're correct. I think it is. It has Johnny Depp in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. Um, it reveals a real relationship and events that served as the basis for the author's most iconic work, Peter Pan. Okay. Yes. So it is Finding Neverland, and the movie has Kate Winslet and Johnny Depp and Dustin Hoffman in it. Beautiful. He was back in what well, he was in two thousand four. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. All right. Uh, so that was number, was that number three? That was number three. All right, do you got a number four question? <sighs> um, you know what? What's your favorite? What is, okay, all right. No, no I got it, I got it, I got it. Batman Universe. Okay. okay. Out of every supervillain, which one would you want to be a henchman for? Which supervillain would I want to use a be a henchman for? Yeah. So like the Joker, um the Penguin, Two-Face, the Riddler, um hmm. Frozen, Mr. Freeze, um Trying to think of more that had henchmen. Rachel Ghoul. You know what? I'm uh hmm. I feel like you have to think of like the scarecrow. You have to think of like the anger scale of the, the henchman of like the super. I was gonna villain. say, I'm trying to think of which which boss I'm thinking which boss would be the cooler one to work with. Which work boss for. wouldn't kill me on a spot. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I would say Joker, but I feel like if I like looked at him the wrong way, I'd be dead. The Joker would kill you just because he wanted to. Yes. Um, Same with the Penguin, I feel. I'm going to say the Riddler. I think he, you know. He seems like a cool dude. He seems like a cool dude. I'd say the Riddler. Plus, I'm always telling bad jokes anyways so, as a coach, so I'd say the Riddler. Okay. All right. All right. I can accept that. I don't I, I'd be the two. I would be with Two Face. I feel like that would be Two Face. Two Face. Did he have henchmen though? Oh yeah, he had henchmen. Um, I'd be a Two Face one just because, at least, he always would have to flip a coin before doing something. (laughs) 
So there's like number one, I'd be getting bank because like he liked to steal from banks, and number two, I would have a fifty fifty shot of like surviving if he was mad at me. Okay, because you know the Joker and the Penguin, I feel like would just make like the Penguin would make like a example out of me, and the Joker would just like walk in bored one day and like just start killing people. Yeah, yeah, the Joker, I feel like would just be no. Yeah, um, the Joker would tell a joke and then shoot somebody just because. Yeah. Knock knock. I love the Joker though; he's my favorite. <laughs> he is the bad boy of the villains. Oh, I don't care. He's a bad boy. He's psychotic, and I love it. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up with question number five: the way, 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 way too early prediction before the this year's Super Bowl is over. Who is your next year's oh Super Bowl? Teams next year, Super Bowl teams. Um, this is the way too early predictions. Well, since it's way too early, I'm not going to take it serious at all. Um, and I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins, quarterbacked by Jay Cutler. And <laughs> <laughs> so, this is fantasy land predictions, yeah, 100%. And, um, you know what? Lamar Jackson's going to get dropped from Baltimore, and I want him to go on. Um, Let's say he's going to go to the – he's going to go – no, no, no. He's not going to get dropped. We're going to say Jared Goff is going to have a miraculous season with the Lions. So it's going to be the Lions with Jared Goff versus Jay Cutler's Miami Dolphins. I don't even think Jay Cutler's in the game, like league anymore. Oh, no. He's been out of the game for a while. Um, all right. I'll take mine a little more seriously. I'm going to be. I'm going to get the hometown fans behind me here. Bills. The Bills. Shocker. Which I think could be uh, – listen, this guy, if not now, if not then, when. No. Um, <laughs> um I'm going to go with the Bills and uh, hmm. NFC side. I could be hmm. – you know what? I'm going to go with the Bills and I think uh, – Cowboys? Why not? Let's go Bills-Dallas. How about Let's them go. Cowboys? Let's go Bills-Dallas. It'll be the Bills revenge tour, and we'll finally get revenge on them for I don't know what Super Bowls it was, 27 and 28. That sounds about right. I mean, out of all four Super Bowls, the Cowboys are the only logistic people we could face. Like, there's no way we'd be facing the Giants anytime soon in the Super no. Bowl. There's no way we'd be facing Washington in the Super Bowl. No. So the only other team, logistically, is the Cowboys, which could happen. And last fun fact here. Did you know the NFC East is the only division in football where all uh, four teams have won a Super Bowl? You have the Giants, Eagles, Dallas, and Washington have all, at one point or another, won the Super Bowl. I don't believe there's another division in football that is like that. So. Uh, wait. I don't think there's another division. They won one, they won Matt's one. looking at the wall. He's looking at there. They, no. AFC. Has, has the Chargers won one? Nope. Have the Browns? Nope. The Vikings haven't. And even if the Browns have, so far the Bengals have not either. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Have the Vikings won one? Nope. They lost three. They were another team that lost three champions. The Purple People Leaders. Huh. The NFC East. That's weird. 
the NFC East, the only division to get the Grand Slam, to get all four divisions. That's crazy. I did not know that before, but now that I'm looking at it, it makes sense. Absolutely. Wow. I was just thinking about that the other day. So we're going to end you on that fun and that fun trivia. All right, Matt. These headphones. Thank you again for another fun day here. Yeah, um, so fun. I need that shirt. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get that shirt to you from lolascrafts.co. Make sure you look for her on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram make sure and Facebook, make sure you look for at stories from the sidelines on both Instagram and Facebook. We can use more followers. Make sure you guys check out all our episodes. Uh, links will be up soon. You can find them on uh, the website. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, make sure you follow, or you can also find them on the Podcast Precincts page. Make sure you guys stop by, stop by our website, follow us, and make sure you tune into us next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sideline.